Talking benefits. 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 Talking. Talking. Talking benefits. You're listening to Talking Benefits, the podcast brought to you by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans. Every month, we dive into retirement, healthcare, hot topics and trends, and whatever else the benefits industry throws at us. I'm Justin Held. I'm Julie Stick. I'm Ann Patterson. Let's talk benefits. Hello, Talking Benefits listeners. This is a benefits bonus, an extra bite-sized episode to bring you some added benefits content between our regular episodes. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Stacey Van Alstyne. I'm a producer on the Talking Benefits team and the International Foundation's Director of Membership Experience. I'd like to share my recent Word on Benefits blog post with you. It's called Six Steps to Addressing Mental Health in the Workplace. I'd like to think I'm working toward breaking down the stigma of mental health. I have family members, friends, colleagues who struggle with various challenges, and I've had bouts of anxiety and depression throughout my life. Yet when someone is right in front of me, clearly struggling, I still find myself paralyzed by what to say or do. Thankfully, I was able to take part in a recent session at the 69th Annual Employee Benefits Conference with Diane Rollman, who is the Associate Dean for Research at the University of Iowa's College of Public Health. She's also a professor in the Department of Occupational and Environmental Health, where she holds the Endowed Chair in Rural Health and Safety. And she is director of the University of Iowa's Healthier Workforce Center. At this session, she laid out the 101 of addressing mental health at the supervisor or even colleague level. Rollman provided great reminders. Work, while it is a source of stress and it takes us away from time with our family, has positive influences on health and well-being. It gives us a sense of purpose. People who work tend to be happier and healthier. Mental health doesn't mean you're happy all the time. Mental illness is a diagnosis, and it covers a range of conditions, including anxiety, depression, and schizophrenia. Illness can become aggravated when layered with substance use and workplace stressors. Recent studies show that less than half of those with mental illness seek out treatment, and people tend to wait 11 years before getting treatment. Three factors contribute to this delay, lack of awareness, difficulty finding resources, and stigma. These factors are not just from national surveys, but also found in the International Foundation's own membership. The Mental Health and Substance Use Disorder Benefits Survey found that the top barriers to seeking treatment included confidentiality concerns, perceived negative impact on job security, and lack of readiness to address the issues. All of these are rooted in stigma. If you'd like to see those survey results, we've put a link in the show notes. Rollman's first recommendation for employers seeking to address employees' mental health is to reduce workplace hazards. She pointed out that while organizations that offer self-care strategies like meditation and yoga can see effective results, they will make a greater impact when they implement programs that affect the entire organization. Preventing workplace hazards is key. Hazards are often thought of as physical activities, but having shoddy communication or unclear expectations can also foster poor working conditions. Clearly define roles and responsibilities, and critically, create a policy that addresses mental health and substance use. Foster a culture that reduces stigma and supports recovery. Her second tip is to lead by example. We've heard it time and time again, but it's critical. Leaders must talk about mental health. It doesn't need to be detailed or deeply personal, but try to offer something of your own experience that normalizes it. Rollman shared that 60% of employees never talk about mental health at work, 
and are least comfortable talking about it with HR or senior leaders. What would change if you said, my son is struggling with addiction and it's been tough? How would that change the dynamic? Recommendation number three is to get training. Seek out gatekeeper trainings designed for those with no background in counseling and offer them to your supervisors. QPR and mental health first aid are a few examples. These trainings suggest checking in with employees by asking, are you okay? And asking open-ended questions like, I can see something is upsetting you. It's unusual for you to be late or to create errors. What's going on in your life right now? Rollman also says that you should listen and reflect. If the person is not okay, don't minimize what they're going through. Instead, be a sounding board and listen and reflect on what they're saying. For example, don't say things like, it could be worse, snap out of it, we've all been there, pull yourself together, or try thinking happy thoughts. Instead, say things like, thanks for opening up to me. How can I help? Do you want to talk about it? I'm sorry to hear that. That's got to be rough. Can I drive you to an appointment? How are you feeling today? From there, Rollman recommends asking if you can refer them to support. Seeking help is not a failure, and this is a really great place to be a leader and say, I called this helpline too. It's ultimately that person's choice to seek further help. Be sure not to promise total confidentiality. Offer to help connect to a support call and then step out when they make that connection. If there is any indication that they are at risk of hurting themselves or hurting others, contact emergency services. Finally, Rollman emphasizes knowing your benefits. Understand what they are, including an employee assistance program, often called an EAP, and learning how to find the providers. Also emphasize that many EAPs and other benefits cover family members. Often employees may not realize this. And be sure to understand what is covered. Alcohol addiction, depression, anxiety, substance use disorders, bipolar disorders, PTSD, or eating disorders. Be sure to share this information. Thanks for listening. To explore more ways organizations can foster a healthier work environment, check out the International Foundation's Workplace Mental Health Toolkit. You can find it at ifebp.org under the Resources and News tab. We hope you enjoyed that benefits bonus. You can find this and many more great posts on the International Foundation's Word on Benefits blog at blog.ifebp.org. We'll be back in your podcast feeds with a regular Talking Benefits episode soon. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. And subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all the International Foundation has to offer at ifvp.org. Our show is hosted by Julie Stick, Justin Held, and me, Ann Patterson, produced by Stacey Van Alstein, and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2023 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, All Rights Reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as legal counsel.